family, what's going on? Welcome to the platform. Blessing, blessing. Thank you. How y'all doing? They already said they was a little nervous, so. Nervously excited. Excited to be here with people we know and family. So thank you, Jerome. Yeah, we're going to get into this Bugatti education. But before we get into all of that, right, we got a trio of siblings, right? Yeah. All right? Yes. That's right. Right? And so let's talk about that. How was it growing up? And Kassam, I know you're the oldest, right? Yeah. And so how was it growing up just together? What was that experience like? We need some stories. (laughs) We need oh, some stories. Wow, yeah, stories. So first and foremost, uh, Nashville natives. So uh, growing up on the south side of Nashville, corner of Glen Rose Avenue and Nonesville Road, literally on that White House, it's still there right now. Um, lived there for ten years. Um, our father is um, first of all, our mother is from North Nashville. Um, our father's from Uganda, East Africa, um, a small village called Kiwawa. Okay. Uh, so growing up, we had a very, very, uh, what I feel like was, in a lot of ways, a unique experience, very diverse community. Uh, Woodbine at that time was very much um, diversified. We had a little bit of everybody in the community, Hispanics, right. Asians, right. blacks, whites, you name it. Um, but we grew up with very, very limited resources, uh, you know, um, you know, challenges, you know, Zone to Berry Elementary, Glencliff Elementary. Uh, but we grew up very knit tight. I mean, remember looking forward to Christmas, uh, <laughs> yes. everybody looking to get that bike or that Sega Genesis and right. all other jazz. But um, otherwise, just growing up, understanding, you know, what the main emphasis was, which was education. Mm-hmm. You know, our father emphasized that a lot. Our mother emphasized that every day. Right. Excellence is the expectation with no exceptions. Right. Uh, so we, we saw our mother finish up a college degree when we were very young. I want to mm-hmm. say I was five or six years old. She graduated from TSU. Um, our father wouldn't accept anything less than get into some sort of science or, or engineering field. Right. But um, mm-hmm. we were very blessed. Blessed also knowing that we had a father in the home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who owned his own fencing contract company. Right. But I think know, was, one of the things that made it unique um, growing up in our household, our like our, my brother mentioned, um, my mom is from North Nashville. So Nashville native, black American family with all of that history that comes with being an American, right? Or black American. And then our father is from Uganda, East mm-hmm. Africa. That's all the history that comes with being an immigrant. And right. his background is actually Ugandan and Indian. Oh. So that even adds a different level of, yeah. of spin on it. And so um, just having that mixture of cultures um, and in some cases uh, beliefs um, in the home that really kind of came together real nicely. And um, mm-hmm. especially when they continued to get on the same page and it just right. kind of became real smooth for us. Mm-hmm. But because of that, sometimes, you know, you find yourself... Uh, fitting in in different pockets at times. Right. So you can relate a lot of times, you know, I grew up as a black American, so I'm black, you know, right. very much so. Um, but then you can definitely identify with other immigrant families, like right. the African students, the Indians, the Asians. Yeah. So I, I get what y'all are going through, or I yeah. kind of have that experience yeah. too. Right. Or my dad told me those same things. Did y'all you know? ever feel like y'all had to pick and choose between one culture and the other one? Because I think, because... No. No. Okay, okay. No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, not really. Okay. Yeah. We grew up very much, uh, for me, and then I think it would be great to go around robbing, but like, I'm black. Yeah. That's just what it is, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think, uh, so that's simple as that. But I think, like Shabir said, some of the nuances of cultural practices and expectations, and I'll give a, a small nuance. 
is one a memory that just popped up in my head. I remember our, our mother actually got into Christianity. We went to Born Again Church. Okay. So we was there when we was on Charlotte Avenue, uh, in the cafetorium and all that, <laughs> all the way to the big campus where it is now, Trinity. And um, she grew, we grew up in the church, but our father had a, a mixed experience growing up from Catholicism, Islam, things of that nature. And he was very much into Louis Farrakhan for, for many years, and that was a major conflict. I remember hiding behind the couch, <laughs> watching watching it with him, you know what I mean? And, and, and the Honorable Louis Farrakhan going in, right. per usual, and our, our, our mother would come around the corner, you know, you gotta cut that off, cut that off, or whatever, whatever. But, like Shabir said, everything was able to converge in a very, very, you know, broad spectrum and deep understanding. Right. But as far as, you know, who and what we are, I think that, that's been pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I'd like to add to that. I don't think we ever had to, like, choose. I feel okay. like, I mean, maybe externally it, there were different pressures. It could be challenging, I think, at times. Right. Like, with, if you just didn't understand, we just fit in with who we, right. you know, were with at the time. But in our home, I think yeah. it was embraced. Like, yeah. hey, this is who you are. This is where you're from. Like, yeah. this is you. Right. And, I don't know. That was in us like every day, like every week we were told, <laughs> yeah. this is you, you're important, yeah. you know? So it was never know like who we you had are. To Remember who you are. That's <laughs> yes. our father. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, know where you come from. But so, I, so you didn't have to choose. So you got to embrace it all. You got to um, learn most of what we could at the time. You know, right. we didn't grow up how some traditional um, uh, immigrant families grow up with um, additional family members in the home, so that was not the case. Right. So some of the extra nuances um, we did not get, mm -hmm. but what we got was our continued the American side of different things. Right. So I don't know. I think overall it was great. Again, it was just embraced. No, nah, so. that's that's good to hear though because like we know like like the black experience is not a monolith, right? Yeah. And so the black experience in Uganda. It's different from the mm -hmm. black experience here in mm -hmm. the United States. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when you, when I've met um, mm -hmm. people that have like that second or third culture, mm -hmm. right? And it's like America makes you choose a lot of times, whether it's a mm -hmm. cultural, even biracial, tri mm -hmm. like it, make, it makes you choose yeah. Yeah. a lot of times, like you're on this side, mm -hmm. you're on that side. Um, and it can cause some like some some self some identity crises, right? right? Like, or especially from 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 other kids at school. Yeah. Like, you might not be black enough, you're not American enough, yeah. or whatever. Like, so all of those things like exist. So I thought I was curious to see if y'all ever had like those identity things like come up, or just have like people ask you like, what 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 like. What? Oh, no, to that piece, like, I've been clarifying yeah, yeah. that. Oh, say less. Yeah, like, I, I think she said, ex, she said external. external. External, yeah. So that, that was a yeah. key word because yeah. that's you definitely happened. You see our yeah. hair tight. I got my hat on right now. All right. the same things. You got that all the time. You right. see Rick Fox. <laughs> right. You know, what's this Bagani name? Right. All these other things. and Kassam, Kasem, all this. Right. Like, you know. But, yeah, that was a thing. But, you know. Like 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 we all said, you know, in home we know who yeah. we are. Like nah, man, we black, we African. How did y'all deal with that externally though? And, you know, I know, and I'm pretty they, sure it was different for yeah, everyone. Like, yeah. So yeah, but how? So like, I want to hear like those like a story if like I think in the neighborhood um, to speak on that quickly. So we have two older siblings that we grew up with okay. um, who are six and seven years older than me. So that puts several oh, wow. years gap. So I grew up. I'm the middle child of all those siblings. But I grew up a lot more so with our older brother Wayne and older sister Marie. So I'm outside more so in the neighborhood. They were a lot younger, so not mm -hmm. so much. But 
I remember a lot of homies in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. More like that, but right. after about a year or two, between four and seven, it wasn't anything. You know, we all right. in the same neighborhood, doing right. the same things, going through the same experiences. Right. At school, I think it was a little different sometimes, especially um, after changing schools. You know, we right. went to magnet schools, right. middle school. So that became a little bit of a transition, but otherwise, nah, I think it yeah. was just pretty straightforward, just really standing on our square as far as, like, who we are. Yeah. I agree. It was just more so once you started going to magnet schools. That's when it people started asking more questions, you right. know, getting older, things like that. Yeah, y'all father being from Uganda and like tapped into like to the to the to the minister. Like how did he like well how did he get exposed to that? Like, cause that's that's you that's very unique, I think, um, to be from Uganda or from the continent in general of Africa mm -hmm. and be tapped in um, to the Farrakhan here in the United States because the, the experience is a, a, a little different. different. But a lot of our family, specifically our Ugandan family, mm -hmm. is Muslim. Mm -hmm. So, uh, rest in peace, our, our Uncle Bapa Gulam, um, all of our cousins, Biba, everyone else. It, it is, that's the culture. Right. You know what I mean? So, when there was black Muslims per se, uh, you know, he gravitated towards that. And he, he spent, what, nine, ten years in D.C. is where yeah. he lived before he moved to Tennessee. So he was very much, and that was in the 80s. So y'all did it was radicalized. He was very much tapped in in, yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. So he, wow. he's been very conscientious for a long time before wokeism became yeah. a thing. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think this is very unique to have that, that dynamic, mm -hmm. um, which I don't think, like, I haven't heard that perspective or that story, like, often. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, especially mm -hmm. having a parent that's from the continent, from Uganda, from the country of Uganda, right? Mm -hmm. And coming in with that type of radicalism and that type of consciousness and wokeness um, here in the United States, just coming already prepared for that. And I think some of it's, like he said, due to the uh, family, right? Yeah. So with part of the family being Indian mm -hmm. and, like he said, other Ugandan family members were already Muslim. So he was already tapped in and learned, went to school and learned Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, so he's like, okay, I got both. I'm learning both. I see both. And then coming here, you know, then he's, you know, tapping in when exactly. he's in his 20s, you know, uh, <laughs> being in D.C. in the 80s. Exactly. I was so just on the phone yeah. with him as I was walking. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, we were, we were sh not only it was said in the home, right. but it was shown. Mm -hmm. Like, we never look down our nose. We never judge other people. Where right. they from, what they believe in. It's all about understanding that embracing the differences like acknowledging the differences right we got to acknowledge it mm -hmm. you know right. what i mean like recognize my skin it's here right. let's not act like it's not here glowing in front of you right but <laughs> we don't have to dwell on that let's embrace the differences and find exactly. the alignment if it is there. right right so professionally engineer civil engineer civil engineer civil engineer, civil engineer. so and i'm a nurse nurse mm -hmm. all right so how how did so now I'm gonna get into some some real nuances of like like just culture, mm -hmm. especially around education. We see from a Black American lens a lot of times that education is taken a little more seriously um, outside. Yeah, this is a little more serious. A little more seriously outside of our borders um, mm -hmm. in countries like China. You yes. know, in in the plethora of countries on the continent, average like they they take education a lot seriously, right? Mm -hmm. um, was that also the case, like in y'all's household, with y'all father being from Uganda? Like education, 
you 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 seen it a different approach from maybe some of you all's peers or how like I know we went to magnet schools right we went to head yeah, right yeah. Yeah. like right like but <laughs> in head for example you know you have folks from like Joe Johnson you have folks mm-hmm. from like Bardo like myself you have folks from West Nash you have folks from all over like that you know well from 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 the hood right even though it was a funnel to MLK yeah, exactly. yeah I think like it wasn't but you know but it was a magnet it was open it was a lottery. You just go, right? right? So did y'all see like the differences in like like maybe some of y'all's peers, neighbors, or how how education was taken maybe a little differently or mm-hmm. se- how seriously it was taken? And maybe was that due to like the culture experience as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I couldn't really tell. Okay. Not in the classroom. Okay. But when I would say like my friends in the neighborhood, like mm-hmm. when we moved like to Antioch, you know, going to uh, school magnet school you know you have sometimes more homework right you don't have as much time to do it in class or like you don't get out early enough to do it right after school mm-hmm. and so we'd have to be inside the house doing homework or right we started jobs early so we, everyone had this kind of like an internal rule you start working at 16 right and so we're in the house or at work doing work i mean mm-hmm. during the summers that's different during breaks different we hanging yep. out with everybody too but I think that would be the difference when it comes to the home, like schoolwork itself, because it felt like it was just taken differently. Oh, like, why aren't y'all outside? Well, I, I can't. I, I, I actually have homework to do. They didn't have any homework. So I, they probably would have been doing the same thing, but they yeah, I'm going to let you know now. I knew I wasn't going to MLK. I seen them rolling backpacks. <laughs> I, the like, luggage? Yeah, that luggage. Yeah, I knew. Oh, like, I, my, I don't care what I get on my T-cap. Ain't no way that yeah. I'm going to MLK. But that was my. <laughs> Yeah. If, I, if, I yeah. would, if, my, if my parents would have like just really said, nah, you need to just go to MLK because there's different resources available. Right. Oh, right. when it comes to that, yeah. you're right. About transitioning yeah. from middle school to high school, yeah. I would have, I will say it was kind of like no choice. Yeah. Um, but it was <laughs> a good it, thing. It was highly and strictly encouraged. Yeah. 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 No, there you go. So there was choice, but strictly encouraged. <laughs> it was It was like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah why wouldn't yeah. you? This is the best option. Oh. Wow. So I didn't even get into Hume Fog. Or MLK, so I was kind of like the low uh, on the totem pole. Are you? Are you? She's are you, a creator. Are you, She's a creator. She's a creator. Are you? Are you? Are you the youngest too, right? The you youngest. the baby girl. Uh, and so um, I ended up auditioning for NSA. I got in, and I mean, it was between that or going to I think Antioch, um, where we were zoned. So I had to go there because they're like, well, that that'll be your best chance. But yeah. like to your question really i think i noticed the shift more so in college mm. not in middle school or yeah. high school i don't think i really was aware too much mm-hmm. i mean i knew the pressure we had at home right even if you got a 98 that's something i remember <laughs> yep. i was like daddy yep. i got a 98 and i did great in school and right. he was like what happened that, that's every time he was yeah. never like good job right. no you're not gonna get that he wants to know what happened and why didn't you right. get those other two but the shift to me when when it comes to like our counterparts and being serious and yeah. the, the pressure, it was in college. Cause I'm yeah. like, you're not taking it serious. Y'all are party. You're doing whatever. Yeah. I, I've got a, a goal. I have to accomplish this. Right. My life is on the line. That's right. How I felt. <laughs> yeah. That's, it was and we still have fun. For me, I yeah. think, um, I noticed a difference. There's a four year difference between me and baby, baby sis. Okay. I noticed a difference in middle school, uh, more so with my closest friends. You know what I mean? I think to Shabir's point, magnet schools were like, now you in the classroom with other students who 
you know, cognitively or maybe in an environment that's, that's being encouraged a lot too. Right. But I mean, I could tell, you know, um, a lot of the, the, the close friends of mine that came from the similar neighborhoods didn't have the type of, one, the culture or mindset that's being, you know, funneled in, or maybe even some of the resources. Our, our mother spent a lot of time with us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she went out of the way to take us all to all these different schools, dropped yeah. us off. Um, you know, we drove the MTA from time to time. Yeah. But uh, after school, it was like, knock it out, get your yeah. work done. And after that, then I'm outside. Then I'm hitting yeah. the courts and everything. But that's, that's, to be clear, it was three separate schools at, at all times. She was at so, Wharton yeah. in, from Middle. You were at Head and MLK. I was at Meigs. And then I'm at Hume Fogg. He's at MLK. She's at NSA. And we yeah. all in sports, activities, working, so outside. Hell running. of a parenting. That's what that is. Man, so I'm even when she you. went to head, uh, head I was already at MLK. So we yeah. were still at three different schools. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy that y'all mentioned that. Because when I think about it, like, one of the things that, you know, some of me and my partners realize, like, even going to Pearl, right? But just, just growing up, you know what I'm saying? Just growing up in North Nashville, mm-hmm. like, the difference mm-hmm. that it really made to have, like, uh uh, proactive parents Thanks. right mm-hmm. and you you really see that like as you get older like man yeah. like they didn't have like their mother their father either one of them just wasn't proactive right. at all or to like just had a hand on them you know That's or her right. to like trying to just guide them like all right now you kind of veering off and like I think a lot of times that's like when I look at just my trajectory and kind of things that happened, I think that was one of the biggest things. Even though my parents were divorced, mm-hmm. right? They was both still proactive in my life mm-hmm. and guide me yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much right. as they can. And when you straggled away, right? Off, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little as much as they could. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, every parent has their limits, and so right. I, I wouldn't try to paint a picture like it was perfection. No, yeah, yeah. But no, it was yeah. very much um, yeah. involved. But in yeah, just being involved, yeah. being yeah. present and involved. Yeah. It's like right. that's a lot. Yeah, you and, know? And the expectation was clear. Even the even if the resource and accountability weren't always there, mm-hmm. we knew the expectation. Right. Mm-hmm. We knew like the journey didn't begin with us and it won't end with us. Mm-hmm. We understood where our father came from. We understood our grandfather, our maternal grandfather, owned properties. Was doing great things in North Nashville. In North Nashville. Um, so we understood the legacy and the heritage of the family. Right. And that's why we emphasize so much, you know, coming together, right. building up family businesses and ultimately a family office that's going to be able to align with other families, other organizations to do great things. Yeah. Um, I want to pivot to that, like that family dynamic of business. Is it hard working with your, with your family, with your siblings? <laughs> that's a good question. Is, is, that, is, that, is that difficult? Is, it, is it a little bit of big brother, like, always got to do, you know what I'm saying, take over? Like, is it, like, what is, like, let's talk about it now. I don't know. People got to know this side of it. Like, is it, yeah. is it difficult? It's challenging. Okay. It has its challenges, yeah. but I will say this. When you have, like, clearly defined roles mm-hmm. from the beginning, it really makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think you were able to help set that kind of in the precedence on what we do. We even had like roles and expectations, roles and responsibilities <laughs> yeah. um, that yeah. we have to abide by. So I think that the structure, if it's there, it, it can really help mm-hmm. when you know your role. Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I wouldn't, th- to me, this is the highest priority for me. Right. Um, I've worked in the corporate arena i think i have nine almost 10 years working in corporate america major corporations and all that but i never had the level of passion and dedication that i've had working with family and i own mm-hmm. multiple businesses with the siblings wife the whole nine and and i think that 
for me, there's a unique challenge, but ultimately, what, what is it really about? Right. So even from a young age, we always talked about mm-hmm. starting businesses from, from car dealerships. I used to want to sell cars. That's all I ever wanted. To. We had great uncles who, who sold cars. I was like, well, I want to own a dealership Big and they can work with me. You he know, was so yeah. serious about it. Yeah. And hey, it still may happen. So hey, stay tuned. With Toro, anybody can you'd be a car dealership. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. So, really? It's a but unique yeah. challenge, I think. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what I've noticed is we don't have to question intentions motives like we understand what we're going for yeah. short mid and long right. you know what i mean and we have an understanding of each other that to me i i don't know how to build or recreate that elsewhere right. the same way and i would say um you know when it comes to like learning right sometimes they say test your metal mm-hmm. so we had a lot of time to to test how we work together mm-hmm. so with us being the younger two we we had our growing pains you know, right. early on. And mm-hmm. so uh, we worked through that. And it's like, well, we worked through that. And then we can work through other stuff too. Just respecting each other as a person and um, and solving the, the problems and respecting each other's skill set. Right. And so with having, having a lane of where you operate in, you have to respect that that's their lane. You can still right. ask questions and like contribute for sure. But um, I think it's like respect and um, knowing people's skill set. How do y'all hold each other accountable? What does that look like? Sometimes it's just conversation. Yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the like, conversation. It's, it's back to the understanding and remembering the scope of work, role, and responsibility. And so, to me, the conversation is, is it is a difference. So I always say this. It is a touchy thing from an accountability standpoint because after that business discussion on what happened and why it didn't and all that and why I'm late and why you late and all, man, we still got to go talk about pops and moms and everything else that, you know. <laughs> right. So right. it is something that's like, it, it requires an elevation of emotional intelligence, I feel mm. like. And so to me, that's that's so that's so critical to growing and developing as leaders, as owners and things of, like, of that nature. So mm-hmm. um, we, we, we talk it out. We right. have meetings, we follow up, we have checklists and, and, and yes. the whole nine. So I think that's the main thing. It's right. being crystal clear. And uh, what I meant to add about um, testing our metal, me and Kasim, we were in student orgs together for the longest. And not just student orgs, professional mm. orgs, I should mm. say. Yeah. And we're still in there together. And so we had a chance to literally work. He's been president. I've been uh, on, a t- on his team. I've been president. He's been on my team. Yeah. They both have helped me run campaigns in college, you know, yeah. just different things of contributing. And so that's been another way to, like, test versus some folks, they didn't, they don't have that incubation. Right. Because if you may have siblings, right, but you may not be in school or you may not have certain experiences together. But I think also we took the time to do a course. We said, hey, y'all, we should go ahead and start this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get to the point where we're talking about Afghan education, but yeah. we decided that we were all doing our own, like, thing or in some ways working together in the community. Let's just work, let's do it together. We can scale it better. And we can enhance what our parents have done because they've been for their families the person who's, you know, leveling up and like sacrificing to get to the next place and doing things. We're like, well, let's scale that. Let's work together. So, um, what advice would y'all give family, families mm-hmm. that may be, you know, cousins, siblings, aunties, uncles, whatever it may be, just whatever mm-hmm. dynamic dynamic of family it is. 
when it comes to building a business? Like whatever, what like what, what would be some Ikimo like advice? Uh, you know, I think they'll tell you straightforward. And they might. I, I want. I want to hear yeah. from Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear from Ali. Straightforward. What, what they're gonna say? I, I've been very intentional for a long time. Before I even took an engineering course, I'm gonna start my own engineering firm. I'm like 18. Right. We're kids. We're talking about we're gonna own firms. We're gonna lay roads in Uganda and build structures. Yeah. This is not new. Right. You know, and I remember having conversations with both of them. You know. There's age gaps, different career paths, nuances, responsibilities. And um, it was difficult early on as far as having to respect the pace, the collective pacing. Because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's going to move at different paces, different checkpoints and things in their life. Um, what I would say is families should be intentional about, one, understanding your individual skill sets and being honest about it. Right? Being right. real about it. And whoever it is that is that person, and it's always going to be one or two who are really like the the challengers, the pushers, the blazers, whatever it is. Everybody else is going to have different roles and, and everything, right. and they're going to be the accountable one or whatever. Right. Embrace it, own it, but understand that we're going to have to come to a collective pace ultimately Right. to, to really do it the right way. As the African proverb says, you can go, <laughs> you can go very, 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 very fast alone right but if you want to go far you need to go together Mm. and that's what Mm -hmm. it's about and i think that being able to bring it back in respecting everybody's timing and then aligning after that is is what's going to get it done but you got to be intentional right and and i'm going to wrap up on this point with that as i pass it on is we're seeing at, at a macro level we're seeing countries get more involved in nationalism right since the pandemic and we've seen all these challenges with the supply chain issues and everyone looking at what well, I need to be able to do for self essentially right. is what it is right if we go back way into antiquity we saw what businesses are modeled after the family structure right we are seeing that being replayed we're, we're, we're needing to get back specifically in the black community getting back to building as families and then ultimately growing to build collectively family to family to make communities and then ultimately nations so I would say be intentional. Do it. It's, it's not going to be easy. It's not working with the stranger or the colleague where everything's just, you know, how, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, superficial in, in some senses. Have that conversation. Right. Understand that we need to work together. Right. Make sure that that one cousin or friend that's kind of, you know, don't really want, yeah, well, you know, right. bring them on along if they're willing to come along. But right. those that are not, it's all right. right. It's, it's all love, even though it has to be love from afar. Okay, so, yeah, I think, Something that we've had as siblings for I don't even know how many years at this point. We do sibling nights. Like, oh, we have mm. done it since college, just because we all have been spread out in different places right. in our lives. But we've taken the time to learn each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know that all siblings really do that. No, we, and, I mean, my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We oh, you make me feel a little better. Right? <laughs> Damn, sibling nights. But life will just like. Get the best of you. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's been a few months. Not that we do it all the time, but like maybe once or twice a year, we're like, we're going to hang out. We're going to make a point Mm -hmm. to do this. And I think that that really helps, Um, you know, because I think sometimes people, we had had somebody tell us this before too. They're like, oh, it just seems so easy. I could never do that with my family. And it's like, it's it's not easy for us. We just put in the work. And if you're willing to put in the Mm -hmm. work, you can do it. But Mm -hmm. I do think establishing a relationship um, 
you know, getting to know each other outside of the business, right. that, it helps set your foundation yeah. for having the business. And and I think um, knowing what hat you're wearing, I know mm. I have to do that. Um, these two are no nobody to be played with. You better be professional and, and right. know what you're doing. But I wear my hat. I can't go into our meetings thinking, right. oh, I'm just baby sis, sibling. No. Right. Wear, wear that hat. Be in right. your role. Um, just do your part in that moment. And then when we're closing at the meeting, great. Hey, you're, you can be sister at that time. Right. But just, I think, making sure you're intentional about that helps, you know, the, the whole dynamic of the yeah. relationships. And then for me, I would say, um, don't be afraid to start. Mm. I think sometimes you get caught up in those different nuances that um, right. they just discussed. Right. Right. But it's like, even if you just start small, start yeah. with you. Like you say, you, you, you and your brother, start together. Hey, bro, can you come help Ooh, me set man. up my little stands? Mm. It don't have to be nothing hard. Right. We're not asking right. for you to do physics here. No one's going to the moon. Hey. But again, you have to be on the same page. You <laughs> right, have to, right. you know, have those those moments, those relaxed moments where you you can kind of really relate and understand each other's pacings and all that. We'd be like, hey, drop it in. I mean, Cosm mentioned earlier. He was like, you know, drop in the idea of a business. Drop an idea of, hey, yo, like we should have a joint venture on this. I can see us doing that. A few months later, based off the relationship and pacing. But that's what I mean. Don't be afraid to start. Mm -hmm. I think he wasn't afraid to start mm -hmm. in our own ways. We weren't afraid to start, mm -hmm. and we all knew it was going to take commitment, and we had to make sure we honored ourselves and communicate what right. we can give at that time, and and then and then just do one foot at a time. I think for me, oh <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all got a y'all super siblings over here, man. Yeah, <laughs> damn. He even know. Know. So I think the thing is also we've been inspired by. Our parents, they yeah, did yeah, not yeah. have some of the the familial relationships that we have. Yeah. And so we didn't get to grow up with, like, uncles. Mm. Well, many uncles and aunts that were always there. We right. had some, like, definitely. So I do want to acknowledge them. Right. They were wonderful, and they, they did what they could do. Um, but, but seeing that relationship, it's one thing to know your uncle or aunt. Right. But to see that sibling relationship between your parent mm. and your uncle or aunt, that's a different dynamic. And so we wanted to be different. So we always knew that. Right. And we knew our dad, we didn't even get to see him interact with his siblings. He right. was here alone. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we knew they existed and they're on the phone. That's, that's kind so. of, that's wild that you bring it up because like both of my parents, they, they both had six, it was like seven of them total. Like, mm -hmm. both okay. of my, like, so I got a lot of uncles mm -hmm. and well, I got a lot of uncles and aunties. On my mama's side, it was all girls. Every last mm -hmm. one of them. My daddy's side is a mixture, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, going speaking to my daddy's side, he would, like, he had three boys, right? I'm mm -hmm. the middle child, you know, middle, you know, we run things, middle kids run things. <laughs> but we the ones that keep everything together. The glue. Uh, yeah, we the glue. <laughs> Hell yeah, we the glue. Uh, <laughs> but because of some of the things that him and his siblings experienced growing up, just hard, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of trauma. Like, he didn't want to see, you know, he wanted to see me and my brothers, like, stick together. Be like, man, don't be like we were and mm -hmm. be home grudges for a lifetime yeah. or things like mm -hmm. that, right? And not to say me and my brothers, we don't have no grudges. We just, uh, we're just different. Yeah. Just, we, like, just so, like, I'm not saying that y'all are different, right? Um, just so different. And then being realistic about, like, who your siblings are, right? Yeah. About like yeah. <laughs> about like being real, being really realistic. Like, oh, I would love to do this with him or yeah. her, but like, I know they're a habitual liar. 
Like, right? <laughs> or, oh, uh, like, yeah. or like things like that, like they have characteristics, traits that you still love about them. Like you still love them, but they have characteristics, traits. It's like, it may not work. Yeah. Somebody, uh, I'm not like, going to lie to myself to try to, to try to, yeah. to try to create an opportunity where maybe, you know, it, maybe it's a different, you know, capacity where we can build together, but maybe this ain't, maybe it's not in the business, which ain't it. I think you know, to his point of you don't have to go like if if if, if it's a person that they they just are resistant. Yeah, it's not about changing who they are. Right. It's providing an opportunity, mm-hmm. providing a growth path, mm. and providing a good challenge. I think I'm a pusher, so I think everyone deserves a good challenge. Yeah, and put it in that their ball court for them to figure out, and mm-hmm. then you, you got cousins, uncles, aunts, somebody else. Yep. Or just friends yep. you can build with. You know what I'm saying? So it's not yeah, really, yeah. it doesn't have to be literal family. I think it can yeah. be oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. how you describe your family. True. Nah, nah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah so. that's, a, that's a fact. That's a fact. I gotta, uh, I gotta tell y'all some stories about your brother after this. You know what I'm okay. saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta tell, I, gotta, I gotta tell you something about your brother off the record. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, you know? Back in the day. The more 406 days. Yeah, Now, even after that, though, I'm talking probably like, yeah, like maybe 2010, 2009. Oh, nine for yeah. sure. Yeah, what's it? Yeah, undergrad. Yeah, yeah undergrad. Yeah yeah, 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 undergrad. Yeah, I don't know if y'all really know your brother or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do. High school. Oh, they. they uh, yeah. But but let's go into his education though. <laughs> That's um, let's, I want to talk about this B three. Um. Who, how did this come about? Like, how, who started this conversation? Because you got nurse, civil engineers. How right. did educate, how did, how did y'all come up with like, okay, this is how we want to impact community on a broader scale together? Mm, that's a good question. It came about, with, one, through conversations around impact, giving back. Okay. May, probably way before we had anything to even think about giving. Uh, <laughs> But it came about through that. And That's then how you manifested, though. That, not truly. Yeah, I always tell the kids, it's like, you know, it's mentality to reality. And I think that early conversations, one, childhood, high school, all that. But once we started, like Shabir said, having these shared experiences. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're trying to figure out ways to grow and, and climb and, and all these different things. We're like, man, where, where's the research? Where, you know, we all went to PWIs. Yep. Um, which is a unique experience in its own right. And, and, and shout out to HBCUs. That, that's mm-hmm. an empowering thing. Um, there is a certain unique challenge that, that comes with the reality of being in a PWI environment and feeling like, man, where's the impact? Where's the outreach? Where's, right. where's the people who are reaching while they climb? Or, or the people who have clearly climbed to the mountaintops. And right. it, it feels as if sometimes. Throw down the rope. The, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's like, shit, yes. man, come on now. But having those conversations and saying, listen, man, we, we, yeah. we don't want to be the ones that repeat what seems to be, you know, some of the, the, the vanguard standard, you know, and getting involved in different nonprofits, particularly NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers. Yeah, and saying, shout out to them. Um, how can we bring impact we're passionate about what we do in engineering, pretty in the STEM fields and, and nursing. But how can we do it in a way that, that really challenges the status quo and brings about sustainable change? Right. And so ultimately, um, I've been involved. Well, well, let's start with our father's business and and our experience <laughs> relaunching his uh, fencing contracting company. And we did that for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great learning experience. Fast forward two years after that is where maybe we got a lot more intentional about hey, we've been doing some 
programs um, at Fall Hamilton, Glencliff, various schools in the neighborhood. I was like, man, but we want to do this at a higher level. Right. What does it look like? And then ultimately, we got to that more specific conversation. Yeah, so, and I agree. So, a higher level and a family level. Okay. So, beyond just the traditional orgs that we were in, we're like, well, what way can we do this and, and put our spin on it and have mm-hmm. the intention and direction that, that we aspired to happen, um, not what was already kind of laid there? Because those things are great, and I think a lot of times what we have may be complementary. Right. But because they're complementary, there's still a different nuance that we get to handle and tackle that maybe that group isn't able to. Right. And so um, we, again, working with our father's businesses and even down to when we were, like he said, when we were kids, we always mm-hmm. done something that, that gave back. I was a person, it might just be my personality, but I was a person who was in student council, who right. who wanted to help, you know, help my friend who wanted, who needed food. So right. I would give him my extra change. I would save it up and make sure they have food mm-hmm. on, on Friday or something like that. And so um, those little small things along the way mm-hmm. is what um, I think, in our own journeys, we've had that. And so it was just natural for us. So we progressed um, to do the business relaunch together and things didn't really pan out. Um, It was just things out of our control. But we were like, well, what can we control? We can control being able to provide impact in a scalable way. And how how can we best do that? So we ended up doing a course together and um, we decided to just, I think we really just said, let's just do it. Let's just start. So yeah, so op, shout out to uh, Operation Hope um, with the Black, with, uh, no, the Nashville Business Incubation Center. That's right, Operation Hope program. Okay, yeah. yes, and it was the uh, the Entrepreneurship Training Program ETP. Okay, yeah. um, which is right here in downtown in Germantown. Okay, um, I've got Brother Ron Harvey. Shout out to Brother Ron Harvey. Um, he was an excellent instructor and uh, really gave us, and we did it together. I think it was. We were intentional about. Yes. We started the business. I think our mom, someone sent us the link about it. In the network, sent us the link. In the network. And And it was like a week later, y'all, this sign up now and you'll start in two weeks. They were like, ooh. uh, I signed up immediately that day and we were all talking. (laughs) I was like, look, let's go. When I talked to them, they were like, hey, what do y'all think? You think this is the time? It was like, look, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit that in the schedule. I'm like, well, let's think about it. And I'm going to go with the Bagani Enterprises route and make sure I get clear-cut instructions mm-hmm. on how to sure up the business plan and then they and uh, we tackled the business plan for begun education mm-hmm. wow and so that's how we maximize the time wow. and we'll still catch him up to speed on what we were making right. but it made it to where he got to work on his his things that he needed us to work on ours and it was a chance for us to just like have teamwork yeah mm-hmm. again testing that metal testing how we gel who got the strong point right yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah man it's super simple no. <laughs> no, but like I just, I just think like to have y'all name on something like that. You know what I'm saying? The, every time, like even when I hear y'all say it, it's like damn, they it's that last name. You know, you just it just hits and it's and, mm-hmm. and you're wearing it and it's yours and mm-hmm. like you putting it on business and then you building a family business with the family name and it's just like that's just amazing to me. Like that's mm-hmm. just that's. It, no, no, that's like one. Let me give y'all y'all flowers, bouquet of flowers. No, because it's like just to be able to start something like that, right? And not even start, like to be able to carry out mm-hmm. the acts of finishing and completing and follow through, mm-hmm. because it's easy just to start something. Yes. Like it's really easy to start something. All right now, yes. finishing something, completing right. things. Right, we all been in school. Sustaining, starting, yeah, sustaining, sustaining things. Yeah. Starting homework is easy. Let me just go ahead and 
Mm. Ah, man, I really don't feel like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like, but like, yeah. so their consistency to yeah. be able to sustain something is like, it, it, it shit ain't easy, you know, because no. we still got to deal with family, like personal family, Life. you know, kids, yeah. you know, yeah. husband, wives, you know, partners, mm-hmm. significant others, like just being black <laughs> in yes, general, right. Right, just that, yes. just that alone, right? Working so, full time, working full time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, nah, that's like I want to, I want to give y'all kudos and just y'all flowers on that because I know that ain't, it ain't, it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Like I just, just personally, I know that ain't easy to, and nobody ever knows everything that's good. They just see the finished product. Yeah. They yeah. just see the logo, the shirts, For and everything. Sure. <laughs> no, none of like, the depth man, that, behind. That's fly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, they, you know, you don't know like. Oh, it took forever just to get to this point, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's. I want to get into like the details, right. you know, of like what services, what programs, what does that look like? What does that impact mm-hmm. like tangibly and like those measurements? Like, what does that actually look like for y'all right now? Um, and then what is like some of the outcomes and goals, whether that's short term and or long term? Mm-hmm. Let's tap in, tap in, go ahead. Some of our, hold on, repeat the question. Hey, man, should be look, man. Oh, well, I, I look, should be a, to go. Man, kind of like the foundation uh, of what we have for Bagani education. We are STEM based, so right. we're taking STEM to the next level. We, we right. squared it. So, and so people will know that science, yeah, science, technology, engineering, and math. Math, That's yeah. Right. And so That's we're taking STEM. it to the next That's level okay. where we're offering sports science. Um, educating on trade skills, you know, that's super important right now. Right. Um, and we have an empowerment um, portion. Okay. Um, and then m- the M is for like money management or financial literacy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so wow. we wanted to do those areas, right? Because those uh, those areas okay. really are critical. So let me, because okay. I think I might have mm-hmm. confused some folks. So let's do like, so what is the, the STEM for you all? Sports? Sp- it's it's traditional STEM. It's traditional STEM. Mm-hmm. So science. Science. Technology. Right. Engineering, mathematics. Okay. The next layer that takes it up a notch. Okay. Is when we're adding sports science. Okay. To help you learn about your physical uh, fitness and health, trade skills, just like my okay. sister mentioned about okay. the importance of, of what that really is, and then empowerment, working on the whole person, the okay. being, and then the M is for money management. Money, okay. Got and it. so that is like, uh, you know, we wanted to go with the alliteration, so we had to go with the M. <laughs> but it's for personal finance okay. and being able to help people mm-hmm. have those experiences to learn about uh, mm-hmm. STEM in a holistic sense. So okay. that gives us STEM squared is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So that's our proprietary programming okay. that we're rolling out. We actually had a empowerment workshop that we had 70 students at Tennessee Tech University, Shabir and I's alma mater, in which we did a workshop, two-day workshop on technical communication, which is mm-hmm. a part of our keys to engineering success, right? So... There's so many areas in which young professionals a lot of times are just kind of thrown out into mm-hmm. the workforce, into you know whatever that may be, their career path. Figure it out. Yeah, figure yep. it out. Yep. So we want to be able to hone in on that and provide some resources to guide along the way, which is one of the reasons why specifically in STEM, we know the early education, primary and secondary level, you're getting STEM all over the place. Right. It's, it's actually quite saturated. Um, so we have a target audience has been established to actually focus on 15 to 30 years old. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That way after high school, there is still programming resources mm. and education to be able to guide those into fields that are becoming more and more prominent. We've seen a significant growth in STEM fields. So what is the, um, uh, requirements of eligibility or 
what is what does that sure. look like if especially if I'm if I'm 25 years old uh, mm-hmm. do I have to have prior education no skills or can I just be like hey I'm 25 I got my high school diploma but I see things are shifting especially with technology like mm-hmm. the good what, thing with our program is real flexible okay we just require that you have a high school degree or a GED okay because we want you to have like a baseline right um, especially if you're in the 25 to 30 year old category right because again this program is meant to be no to low cost right. we're not trying to break anyone's bank mm-hmm. and we know that information is on the internet and YouTube right but what happens is if you're able to come to our courses you'll be able to get that consolidated information that you need to be able to move forward and have success after that. And then we can partner you up with a, a institution to get either your degree or certification or the next level step. But again, sometimes you may not want to pay that big price. Um, so to your question about eligibility, low to no cost. And for our uh, youth, uh, youth participants, which is 15, 18, um, they just got to be in school. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so, um, man, my mind is blank. Oh, I got it back. I got it back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have all these, these programs and everything. So how do, how, how do I access that? Like if I, if I go on y'all website or how, what, what's that, what's the access? Are y'all meeting people where they are? Uh, are people just reaching out? Um, absolutely. What does that look? So, I, I know y'all yeah, still yeah. in the, y'all, you know, in the, in the, we're, so we're still, still in that beginning scaling. scaling yep what the exact funnel is and how to really get folks to be able to join the programs right now what we're primarily focused on is partnerships and alignment with major institutions right the school system and the like right okay and then also major corporations Got so it. that's going to be one of the easiest ways but we also have our b3 plus me community okay. so you go straight to our website bagani and you'll see a big button that says join the b3 plus me community right. Click in on that, enter your information. We'll be able to get right back in touch and make sure that we can get you signed up and aligned with the programming that you need to, uh, you know, engineer the success that you want to see. Um, secondarily, I would say that we have various programs we'll be doing, not only in the community, but like I said, institutions, corporations, and the like. And we're wanting to make more of those open to the general public. So you don't have to be right. a student at said university right but you'll be able to enroll anyway yeah and as far as uh, equitable access which is the major thing around the stem gap right we're seeing a direct correlation between the stem gap which is very large in the black community and the wealth gap mm. which is uh, our core mission which is a bridge to skim- the stem gap we are retrofitting a 33 passenger bus to be a stem bus to be able to bring these programs to the community wow to our yeah. people wow that way we don't have to be overly dependent or dependent at all on these institutions or any of these other organizations so we can bring what it is that we provide which is very immersive learning right We're, we want to be on the wow. cutting edge of learning we saw right. a major shift during a pandemic right. virtual learning all these different challenges and everybody had different you know challenges with it but our people struggled the most why because of access to the internet right. digital assets and overall digital readiness and the only way to bridge is to get early exposure and get right. consistent and learning being, around and just it. being neglected. Oh, just, absolutely. You know, yeah, so sure. Being left just, out. Yeah, just being neglected with the resources um, that, you know, our counterparts have access to. We don't. Absolutely. Uh, the social determinants the, of health do play a, a major, <laughs> like a yeah. major role yeah. in, I think, what we're doing to help close the gap just because we're able to recognize that and right. transportation being one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a... 
And so really, we're Dang. trying to help at that level. Right. We're just using this as a vehicle to get yeah. get to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really want, yeah. We want us to all level up. It's not about, yeah. I know sometimes people like, like you said, our name. It's like, right. it's dope to see it on a shirt. It's not really about us. Right. It's about the impact. It's right. about making sure we as black people, um, whether immigrants or or natives to, to America or whatnot. Right. Um, are having the the available resources mm-hmm. to level up, right. you know, in their career and their life, because um, we had a chance to go back to Uganda and we saw, we saw how um, they some blacks were experiencing their life there mm-hmm. and the opportunities that they are missing out on, just by access to the same. So we yeah. think we're we don't have access here. There's a lot more uh, things that they're missing out <laughs> in in other places. Yeah, I know it's know it's know it's like kind of like interesting to me. You all's age range, fifteen to thirty, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it maybe in Uganda this is the case too, but a lot of other countries that I've had the uh, uh, the the pleasure of living in and being immersed in, those are still like thirty is still considered like a youth. Yes. in many mm-hmm. countries right yeah. especially ones that are not as developed like 25 to 30 like yeah. you still a, you still like a young child yeah, yeah. like it really yeah. and like and, and that's where you see the largest like um group of people who don't have employment and things mm-hmm. like that too so i thought that was really interesting because i think <clears throat> i think now even 20 is younger than when we i think when we when we was 20 like, I yeah, think 30 yeah. is younger than when, like, our parents was 30. Just think about it. Our parents and their generation, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, a lot of them, you know, finish high school. You get a, a full-time job working for 30 years, like, have have six, seven kids. You, you off, know, you off, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, an 18-year-old now, don't, oh, like, it's like, no. people not even staying their jobs 30 years. Like, yeah. and so I think, like, for you all to have it stretch out, this target audience is, I think, is, like, masterful. Because I think you're gonna find more people that is whether it's fifteen or thirty, like trying to figure out, trying to yes. catch up. Because I just think thirty is gonna be like they're twenty, you know, and, yes. and just because how how we're moving mm-hmm. in society, and um, yeah, I, I just think I just, but I just think that's a that's a great age range that some people might look like what like that's a that's a Stanford, sick, but I, yeah, know. but like, but we've seen a, almost eighty percent growth in the STEM industry in various fields since 1990 80% growth and it's slated to increase by 8.8% over the over the next just three years so by 2025 two and a half three years 2025 we're we're seeing more and more jobs almost 3.5 million occupations that need to be filled by 2025 you need qualified we need qualified folks these are these are fields that quite frankly we we understand the value of youtube university we understand the value of online certifications cohorts and, and all these various things but there's just some fields or some skill sets where you need direct instruction, hands on. guidance, hands-on mm-hmm. experience. Yep. And especially with where technology is going right now, we've got to have virtual reality incorporated in what we're doing. we got to be able to understand what Web 3.0 is. We've got to make right. sure we're tapped into augmented reality, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we're excited about bringing, bringing to the forefront. Challenges, mm. pushback. Have you all experienced that? What does that look like? Um... Have y'all crossed that bridge yet, or are or or are you are you foreseeing, are you forecasting <laughs> any pushback or barriers uh, that y'all might encounter, trying to um, serve mm-hmm. uh, those individuals who are forgotten, neglected, underserved, or or, or, mm-hmm. or just or just trying to um, get 
other institutions or organizations to see like the need, the necessary need, and also the the difference that uh, that you all are bringing that maybe is not there yet. Mm. We talk about this. Yeah, we, literally, uh, let's talk about it now. Let's, let's get back. Yeah. I wouldn't have for that I think, conversation. So we've talked about this in in different ways and levels, um, but I think one of the things that that I know I want to kind of just mention is that uh, what is, what did Issa Rae say is uh, a really big thing that she was able to do with her career is working with her peers. Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge nowadays is that, you know, we all have so much going on. Right. And so for people to slow down and want to help someone, sometimes that's not, that energy quite isn't quite there sometimes. And so being able to overcome that in the community, mm-hmm. I think is going to really make organizations like ours and the uh, many others um, who serve different audiences be able to move forward. Okay. So we have our anticipated that. And so when you have challenges, you have to think of a solution, right? right. And so some of that is, uh, okay, well, how can we bridge the gap? Mm-hmm. What's happening is with the, the economy and mm-hmm. some of uh, the, our peers who may not be in certain uh, career fields, maybe the budget-wise they can't support in some certain ways. But how can you support? Can you do time? Can you come volunteer? Can you help write a script? You know, what skills do you have that you can contribute right. that don't break you, right. but it, it really helps the community as a whole? So right. I think the challenge is making sure people know that they do have a place at the table, mm-hmm. at the community table, to give something back even at the beginning of their career. Right. And I think because of that age thing that you just mentioned mm-hmm. about, you know, 30s feeling so much younger, um, that's been a challenge because sometimes, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm finally kind of getting i'm finally got through my 20s i have a decent job i'm breathing a little bit i need to enjoy and brunch lunch and dinner yourself into a financial hole right that's not smart right and so kind of changing that narrative like yeah still enjoy life so i'm not trying to say you can't have fun Mm -hmm. have fun but you could take you could take one one sunday brunch the amount of money spent on sunday brunch or saturday brunch whatever it is you can take that and invest that Right. Or go read to some students. Take a, tell your job, you know what? I need to take an hour, and I'm gonna go read to some kids right. on Friday. Right. They will be all right. Everybody will be all right if we all just mm-hmm. if we all do a little bit. I promise you, we gonna right. we gonna get a lot done. I think a, a challenge. I mean, with that, I mean, it's just hard to instill something that we had growing up, which is knowing like it's bigger than you. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows that they, mm. they're selfish, you right. know, so the, and it's hard. And with this age, of course, everyone's selfish. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> trying to get um, people on board right now at this phase of their life can mm-hmm. be challenging. Um, but I do think like institutionally um, and like the partnerships we're trying to align with, I think it's just new, like right. what we're doing. It's it's kind of groundbreaking. Yeah. I think that STEM fields are out there, different programs are out there, but the a big premise for us is to be a connection piece right. for, for the ones that are. Like It's like they're just kind of dangling and floating. You may have heard about them, you may mm-hmm. have not, but we want to make sure we're bridging that to what, what your resources and what you have to offer for that other organization. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to connect all of that together with our participants. Right. Um, so I think because it's still somewhat new, um, that that presents challenges. I think. If I, I yeah. say, well, most definitely, I think we 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 got to recognize it. One internal accountability. We do struggle. 
um, at, at the time where we really can't afford to struggle with, with radical individuality. Right. We, we struggle with that. It's all about us. I got to do me. I got to, you know, it. And a lot of that does stem from um, self-preservation. Yeah. You know, limited resources. You, you do what? You revert back Trauma. to the most basics. Yeah, Trauma. Yeah. All these different layers. But at the end of the day, um, we've got to recognize where we've come from and who we are. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Like she said, it truly is bigger than us as individuals. It's just so right. much bigger. And where there's no challenge, there's no change. Right. So mm. too often, because maybe of the trauma, because of, like Shabir said, just barely getting above water, feeling like, man, I can finally breathe. We just want to look confident, a little soothing. When it's like, well, that that's where complacency can easily set in, where right. it's too much comfort. So internally, we've got to address that. And that's back to that pacing. Okay, let's just... Let's try to understand it. As far as getting more engagement, more support, participation, got to let people really, you know, grow into learning and embracing. Right. And we don't have to wait till we multimillionaires to make a difference. Exactly. We don't yeah. have to just reach as we climb. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's not a luxury thing. This is at this level, we got to see this should be a part of the obligation of who we are. This mm-hmm. is a part of the opportunity even mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know what? I am a link in this long you know, cord of impact. Right. How can I make sure that I'm a strong link as well? Right. Secondly, as Christian said, I mean, we have, it's, one, it's a unique take on STEM. Two, brand recognition isn't fully established at this point. And three, we aren't looking to play around with just simple level, just exposure. No, we're right. looking to really revolutionize and transform right. the educational experience and really bridge the gap and, right. and not just almost do the statistical number game and right. you know, like real change, real targeted audience, real opportunities. Mm-hmm. And and that can be intimidating to some organizations. So how yeah. do we navigate that? It sounds like um it <clears throat> sound like it's gonna be y'all gonna have a, a school couple years that y'all gonna have to you know need to be built. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what it sounds sound like to me. You Don't know, manifest you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it sounds like to me because, uh, if frankly speaking, um, I think when you're doing revolutionary things, especially around education, mm-hmm. institutions and organizations always have that limit, right? They always have their barriers. Like, okay, they, they have that ceiling. They have their restrictions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the only way you don't kind of have restrictions is if you build your own. You know, your only restrictions is what you want it to be. Yeah. And so what I hear y'all talking about is uh, building y'all own ultimately. Awesome. Where y'all have several educations where, you know, you all in not only impacting community through, through education, but also through employment. You know, giving people opportunity, um, giving educators the opportunity to maybe be a part of something different. Um, move, and I want to bring, I want to bring up something. I want to bring up mm. something like I want to just put this in the air, um, because you use the word, a phrase, pan Africanism, that I want to talk about. It might not even be this conversation, but I just want to throw it's, that out there. You know what right. I'm saying? Because I want I want to I want to challenge you on some things on that, on what that means and what that looks like. Um, but I can't even remember what we, what you, you, we were you talking was going about. With. Radical individuality, Rad- radicalizing. Yep. Yeah, uh, everyone being hyper focused on ourselves. Right. Right. Self-preservation. Understanding that, yes, gaining the information, understanding is important. But how do we how we apply it is the most critical part. Right. Um, So with that, we've also seen, okay, a boost in understanding of the need to own businesses. Okay, so we got a boom in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. That's critical. 
But I tell you this, growing up in Nashville, I find myself on Jefferson Street just like everybody else from time to time. Right. You go over there for some wings, you know what I mean? A little knockout, this and that. But you go up and down, you're going to see how many barbershops, how many wing shops. Shout yeah. out to all our brothers and sisters that own those spots, have owned those over the years. Right. But small business, if not intentionally scaled, will remain small. Yeah. And how many jobs can be provided if they remain small? Entrepreneurship is important, but at some point we have to we have to do better collaborating, coming together mm -hmm. to scale things. Right. Buffalo Wild Wings owners and founders came together, and in less than ten years they're a national chain. Right. What yeah, I know that. What What I'm getting to mm. is, we have to be intentional as a people to create institutions. Right. Right now we have to have inst institutional level plays. Right. We have to have our own banking system, like legitimate essential businesses, essential businesses, yep. community yeah. building businesses. Yeah. And we need to build Hey, listen, all the other auxiliary businesses are, are dope. Hey, man, listen, the textile businesses, the t-shirts, the job, dope. We need it. Right. Videography. All, we need it. All right. of that. But guess what? If we're going to build up a true black economy right. and have real equity, equality, right. we got that, but we need equity. Okay. Right. If we're going to do that, we have to have, an established primary economy. Mm -hmm. And that's going to start with the schools. Right. The banks. Right. The hospitals. Right. So on and so forth. Those grocery stores. And, and yep. our access to food, yeah. farms, yep. gardens, mm -hmm. and the like. So we have to have that. Yeah. And if we aren't putting and taking on that challenge, that's a different challenge. Yeah, no. That's it's a different accountability. It's a different type of business now. It's a, it's and if we're going to do it at a level that's actually impactful and useful to man. a multitude of our people, we can't have a mom and pop model. Man, man, and we look. can't have the single member LLC. Look. look. And so I think mm. with that in mind, because <laughs> you asked about challenges earlier that we're facing, um, I think some people, I've had friends say, why isn't this publicized, this out, and this done already, and this booming? It's like, we have to go at a pace. Yeah. And so letting people know, we're really trying to shift something mm -hmm. here. And so that does take time and planning, mm -hmm. and it does take strategic moves and strategic partnerships where we can align and really have the, the equity that it takes to, to do something powerful. And so to me, I think with us having a vision where it's, is beyond, it's, of course, it starts here in Middle Tennessee. This is where we're from. But we, we've we already had programs or we've, we've modeled out being able to do some things in Uganda. Right. So this is, the intent is to continue to scale. Right. Be global. And, and be global. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I think that's a challenge for people to really grasp that this is truly something that we're trying to transform. And it's not just for us here. Right. It's for us globally. Yeah. And so... Um, Create that, that bridge from our hometown right. to the homeland. And that's just yeah. being straightforward about it. Yeah. And you know, um, everybody won't, won't understand to see the plan. And that's okay. That you don't got to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and you, you know you know how people are. You know, once they see it, then they're like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm on it. Like, what can I do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I needed this. You know what I'm saying? Two years ago when I was trying to get this thing... You know, I was trying to get to the, you know, the visionary banquet. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I needed you then. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I will say we do, we do, we do have some, some good people who are, who are helping us. Yes. So while Tap there down. are challenges, yeah, yeah, nah. we have met so many people on the way that are li literally all about pushing us forward and you being one of them. So we appreciate the but platform. But nah, nah, nah. And so we have this, a lot of like for. people who are, who are ready and equipped. But I think again, it's like, 
the challenge sometimes is finding where they can plug in. Right. Or even one of the other challenges I meant to add uh, just mm-hmm. a moment ago was about the the area of STEM. Mm-hmm. Though people have heard about it, they may know about it, but sometimes you're like, but I just don't want to do it. I was like, okay, you don't have to do it. Right. But the thing is, if you want to change your economic state, right, which a lot of times we do. We say we do. We say we do. <laughs> yeah. Then we got to choose something different. So I think yeah. sometimes that can be a challenge of even just the mindset of what I, I want to do versus what I probably should do for the community you know and for yourself. You know honestly. what it is? You know what it is? You know, yeah, I know what it is. Oh, right? come on with Comfortability. it. Comfortability. Yeah. Complacency. Yeah. Complacency. Complacency. Right? I don't it's, want to be challenged in that way. It, you got to think about it. We all know, especially as black folks, right? We all know. Um, what we probably need to do to kind of, you know, change some things, right? Mm-hmm. However, those things are not easy, like y'all alluded to, mm-hmm. right? Those things are not easy tasks to accomplish, right? It's not as easy as just placing in my vote, you know, every couple of years, every four years, whatever it may be, local elections or mm-hmm. federal elections, right? Mm-hmm. That's easy. They don't take much accountability, right? But what y'all doing to say, okay, we know there's going to be this uptick of STEM employment that's needed. We're going to create something that creates some type of uh, pipeline. learning pipeline mm-hmm. for people to be able to fill these positions and specifically people that look like me. You know, that takes grant, that takes a lot of work, right? That's a different type of accountability and intentionality, right? Mm-hmm. We all know we that's what needs to happen. Right. <laughs> right? But like but many of us are just so comfortable. We got Wi-Fi, we got Netflix, we got all mm-hmm. these streaming platforms. We got a good uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we can pay our bills and we can live a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think we, we think someone else is going to do it. Yeah, and the so thing sh- is, no huh? one else is going to do huh? it. Huh? And it's not just our community. To be clear, it's not just our community who right. thinks that way. Right. But it's our community that's been most affected. Yeah. Because of all the historic things right. that we don't have to get into. Mm-hmm. Systemically, mm-hmm. disadvantaged and underserved. Building systems and organizations and institutions so, so with, crucial. With strategies that are, yep. exec- that are implementable. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that... Again, as we look at entrepreneurship, the importance of it, that's that's crucial. The next phase of that, again, is our <coughs> master agreements. Yep. Partnerships. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately embracing the need for mm-hmm. real scale, which, which might lend towards equity sharing, things of that nature. Right. Um, and, and, and like you said, the, the heavy, heavy lifting, you know, and, and getting out of ourselves and the comfort of, well, you know what? Well, I'm going to be all right. <laughs> okay, well, what what about, you know, what's what's happening 50 years from now? Right. right. So. And I think another challenge is with the community part. You just said we have a lot of uh, retired educators. We have a lot of people in the community. Where some of these people may feel worn, worn down. Yeah. Or exhausted. Exhausted. And it's not just the educators. It may be the professionals who, right. I've been an engineer for 30 years and right. I'm now retired. I'm exhausted. And yeah. I'm like, but could would you take a little bit of your time to advise? I've literally talked to different people right. and I'm yeah. like challenging them to, we have a budding firm that I know someone who's a founder and they're trying to get started. Would you even advise or would you, your license, would you even stamp anything, you know, to right. kind of help the movement? Uh, of, of the community forward and I think that can sometimes be a challenge for those who do have the skills but they have been burdened by their story and their journeys which is understandable yeah. mm-hmm. but I think being able to find that next level of grit not just to get through your career but then now to and not just to help your specific family like right. well I got my child through college I'm good I did my part well yes and we're, we're grateful for it um, but I think that next level for the community 
is to do that. I was just at actually a community meeting and I was like, you know, um, I saw some of our elders in the community who came and I was I was appreciative and I was like, you know, we need more of that. Right. Um, and I even told them, I was like, hey, I try to, you know, while us while in our 30s and our earning years, we're supposed to be at work, right? right. We're supposed to get to it in a certain kind of way. And I think sometimes the challenge is getting those more seniors and elders to step in and, and go to the things that we can't when other communities have advocates or businesses mm -hmm. that are already going to be there and advocating for themselves. We need to make sure we're having our voice there. Otherwise mm -hmm. we'll always be behind the, the eight ball. Right. So um, those are different challenges and it does impact even nonprofits yeah. like us. Yeah. Um, so Christian, you have mm -hmm. something to add to that? <laughs> I think they covered it. Okay. I, I, would, I, would, I did want to add, um, to that piece, it, okay, being engaged in making sure that we aren't left behind of the quote-unquote current structure, system, whatever, that's important, that's critical. But we got to embrace the need to run a parallel race in a sense. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, yeah, we're going to do that, that's fine. But simultaneously, and it's hard, let's use superposition and be there, that's fine. But let's also be building this table over here. Yeah, that, And that's, that's what just, I mean. We need the, to be... The, the, we got to build do our yeah. own. We yeah. have to, it's just, this is the basics Everybody else do of, of economics. And, and and that's one of those that's good. Like, where yeah. everybody else do it. That's a yeah, good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the go-to. That's the best practice, and right? And so, but, but that's, that's the... That's, 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 that's the best practice. But, the, in the, but, but this is the fight that, that we have that's specific to us as being black folks, right? Yep. Is that the threat of just our skin color and building something on uh, our own. Yeah. They try, they will, they have create things that try to prevent us from doing just that in their own unique ways. Yeah. What was it? Whether it's mm -hmm. property taxes going up, mm -hmm. um, whether it's licensing fees going up, whether like we've, we've seen these things happen, yeah. not just like in extreme levels. Um, and I just call that out because I just think that's, I just think that's important to, to name and just mm. like that's really specific for our experience here in this country where you know there literally have been laws created Rex. to prevent us from mm -hmm. getting those things that we're talking about or creating those things that we're talking about um for 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 whatever threat they they see us as as black folks in this country well but not my, to say we we don't do it my postulation is that a part of that threat is that Historically, it's yeah. us assimilating and threatening their current position within the, at their table. I think it's an add that, both. Now, and then I was going to speak to the other one. The other threat is okay. We build our own table. Well, that table can become a goddamn a table that really, really <laughs> outside. Man, that could be something. Right. If we go back to the early 1900s, late 1800s, during the Industrial Revolution, mm -hmm. we understand what type of things took place. Yeah, right. so-called chattel slavery ended and all that. Then it transitioned to Jim Crow laws and things of that nature. But we knew up front we had to do for self at a certain level. Right. And we did that. But at the same time, how we went about it, because we got to live and learn gener over the generations, we missed. Go ahead and call it out. We, we, go ahead and call it out. I think I, yeah, I know what, what is it? Well, this is out. where I'm going. Where I'm what gonna, is the movement that you think? What is, what is that it, word? It, what is that word that I think, I, I, well, I think you I think this on the tip of your mind that I think well, maybe diluted. That building that you're talking about, uh, during the, especially during the, during the '60s and the Jim Crow, what do you think that word is that diluted that power that I think we had and that we kind of gave up for assimilation? Oh, I, I think 
Well, for me, where I was going with it is civil rights to fight for equality and those things and desegregation mm. had us <laughs> focus so much on fitting in and that's, getting in where word. we can. That's the word. My thing is back to what we said at the very beginning. Embrace, acknowledge and embrace the differences. Mm -hmm. And that's all right. That's right. all right. Look, there can be a Chinatown, Germantown. Right. That's all right. Why can't it be, be uh, Black Street or whatever? Why right. can't? That's fine. We understand that there's forces and, and right. systems that don't want that. But listen, the end of the day, we got to continue on learning from history, adjusting, and rising above. Right now, we're at the cusp. Mm -hmm. We're really early on in the technological revolution. We had the industrial. Right. This is now the digital industrial. Right. If we don't get on it right now, mm, if deep. we don't start building real organizations, manufacturing companies, buying up land and putting plants there and all we're going to miss out again, and this time it might be too far. Mm. It might be too late. might be beyond return. So th this is the time. Right. This is the time where we've got to be able to find the grit, find something right. in you to give you that extra energy. Like you say, yeah, right. we all tired and exhausted. Right. We all average three to five hours. We all right. we get it. We got it. Let's take them B12 vitamins. Let's get those <laughs> right. fruits, vegetables, and figure it out. But get we got, smooth it. Yeah, we got to get to it. And, and, and I... And I and, um, and I say this because I think Shabir, I think you had, you was alluding to this about people and the capacity they can work in. There's mm -hmm. some people out there that are really good at making money, right? Sure. Make mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands, of millions of dollars yeah. monthly and or yearly, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't have the time, or maybe even really the grit to want to put in the grassroots. Hard and I don't work. think they should all the time. They, they shouldn't. Yeah. You're, if you you're great at making millions of dollars, do that. I got something for you. And I keep, keep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then take those some of those millions of dollars and, and give it and do donate for, do and put it community. in into those people like yourselves that are building and doing the work um, that they know is also needed. And I got I a methodology that I want to share if I can briefly. Yeah, yeah. Shabir and Christian, I believe y'all know exactly where I'm going with this. I shared this with our brother, brother Dr. Umar Johnson, about seven years ago. Okay. Uh, shout out to brother Umar. Shout out to brother Umar. I heard him He's speak at, at Fisk. Yeah, oh, I went to Atlanta. This is maybe 2013 or whatnot. I stood up and asked him a question. I told him this um, after the question. I said, it's very important that back to recognizing our skill sets and what we all can contribute together. And I believe the method is very straightforward. And it's, the, it's what I'm calling the GUSOM methodology. Okay. G-U-S-O-M. Okay. Understanding that we need to have folks in position that can galvanize G, unify U, strategize s organize o and mobilize m mm. the gusan method some people are great galvanizers they can right. get you going and moving right. some people are great unifiers you know they can put everything and get us Nectars, all in one accord yep. mm -hmm. those who can strategize okay this is how we need to do it this Plan is the method yep. those that can organize okay you need to go here da, 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 mm -hmm. this is your skill set you're a great marketer you're a great business person so on and so forth we also need those mobilizers right. actually get us to do the thing. Right. It's very straightforward and in that order. Right. If we follow that method collectively and mm -hmm. recognize it, man, listen, you, you're not really the galvanizer. Let's get right. you more so on the mobilization right. side. Right. Then we're going to actually get somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if we, everyone, look, like you said, we got folks that can earn a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're not really, you know, the, the type to get folks to move forward collectively. Right. So on and so forth. If we can really focus on getting into the areas where we can have the greatest impact right. and be intentional about 
sharing no, that space. Know your lane. Know know <laughs> your lane. Know your lane. And, and not feeling threatened. No. And not feeling intimidated. No. Listen, if, if we all supposed to be working working in one accord towards the same direction, right? Come on now. Let, let's not be. Uh, let's not mimic and mirror some of the political nonsense that we right. see in other spaces or, or corporate America. Right. So, um, speaking of resources, right? Um, I know it takes resources for y'all to do what y'all do. Yes. Right. Especially as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and y'all have this visionary banquet this 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 Sunday, October the second, second, second. Right, so this won't air. So it'll be when y'all listening this, the 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 banquet is has been passed. However, you know, um, you can still figure out a way to 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 give and donate. So I yes. want I want I want to give y'all the opportunity, um, to talk about how people could give donate. Um, whether that's through you know some type of monetary gift or time or whatever that could be, yeah. I want y'all to just be able to give put that plug in there so people don't know um, if they don't make the banquet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even if you can't make our inaugural visionary banquet, there's ways to always connect with us um, through donations um, on our website at www.baganieducation.org. Um, we have a link to our PayPal there. Um, you can also, we also take cash app, um, money sign Bagani education. Um, we will take wire transfer. Um, there's, <laughs> we'll, we'll take you it, can get it to us. Money gram, whatever, whatever we need, we need to do. And, <laughs> and again, we have that community B3 plus me. And so we're really looking for people to join our community be, and be in community with us as we work to achieve this uh, vision where we, where we can really have this impact for, us as a people and um so join a community um you can join us and, and sign up to be a volunteer okay because again i know some people may not have the resources right now we may mm-hmm. have young people like i want to mm-hmm. volunteer you know right and so come join us you know or instructors who like hey i kind of want to test out this method well hey maybe we can run some pilots for you mm-hmm. um like, like some grad students you know yeah. things like that and um, so we want to partner with, with folks. Um, so, of course, we have the monetary things because that actually keeps the lights on. You right. need that. Um, we also have partners. Um, again, we have some that are doing in-kind donations and giving us supplies. Mm-hmm. Others are helping with marketing or right. photo booths. There's different ways that, that you right. can contribute. Yeah, you can be, uh, yep. um, but like she said, the best way to find out is visiting our website. And, um, and of course, you can always email us or call us. We're, we're pretty accessible. Yeah, and so. last but not least, promote. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, spread share. the word. You can't right. come to the banquet this obviously where after that. Right. Repost, share. You know, spread that's the free. Word. That's free. That don't that, take nothing. It take nothing but a couple clicks of a button. So it don't take nothing. Yeah. yeah. And we're we're gonna be definitely having more programs, events okay. um, for the community and for mm-hmm. our participants. Okay. Um so to stay engaged with us, um all you gotta do is follow us on social media. Uh, was it like, follow, click, share, all the save, little, all that, save, all that. Yeah. save, save, sin, all of that. Yeah, you do whatever you do, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> Get the word out there. Print it out, post it. If ever right, the <laughs> light pole. Do it that. Put it on cars. All of that. Um, okay, cool, cool. Um, like this has been amazing. Right, and um, I always give the, all my guests that I have the last word. Right, so it'd be three last words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so just. So I want I want us to close out. Um, just just whatever's on your mind, whatever mm-hmm. you feel like the, the viewers and the uh, listeners, you know, if it's something that we didn't touch on that you want to hit, uh, right. if something you want to extrapolate on that we did mm-hmm. touch on, um, 
but just you know leave leave us with something that you know that you feel like is it needs to be said or said again um uh, for the watchers and the uh, listeners and and then uh we'll get out of here mm-hmm. and I, I'd love I to like start I yeah, yeah I want to start with you Kristen I think mm-hmm. um for me just in closing just tap in you don't have to be whatever that is for you right. you know we we are mm-hmm. growing right. like we're we haven't at, been at some arrival point. We're not at our destination. We're continuing on the journey. And I think just encouraging um, the viewers and listeners that just keep moving, keep moving forward. Don't get beat down by like what society says or what you think you have to be. Mm-hmm. You can always just hone in, like slow down. Right. It's okay. Right. You know, we're, we're not running a race. Mm-hmm. Just slow down. Right. You can give back. You, you have value and worth. And, whether like Shabir tapped on that, whether it's donations, monetary, or just your time, right? Like you're so busy running around thinking you have to be seen and be everywhere. Just slow down, right. you know. Give back to somebody else. I mm-hmm. think that's really important. And knowing your worth in that way, mm-hmm. can you? How can you show up? How can you be intentional? So. Wow. Should be. Um, it's a hard follow, man. What you right? gonna do? <laughs> I think that's the word right yeah. now. Is, it, is that it. the word? Is that the word? I think that that's, that's pretty that's much it. Three, that's, that's the, the word. word. That's the B3. Tap that's in. The B3. Tap, tap in. Tap, tap in. in. Join, join the journey. Yeah. Join, join the journey. The journey. Yes. Well, well, look, I, I'm I'm one again. Bouquet of flowers to all three of y'all uh, for just for just putting in the work, you know, and yeah. and being consistent about it, and being passionate and caring about community. Um, and I'm a part to be a part of this journey now. And so, uh, whatever I can do, you know, y'all can always tap my line and I, and I want the listeners and the, and the, and the viewers to support this as well in any type of way that y'all can, um, or whatnot. And so get a t-shirt, donate time. Um, if you're a student and you need some, 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 uh, what do they call it when you're a student and some practicum type of, uh, type of credit whatever you know internships internships any of that um tap into these are good people um good energy and so i appreciate y'all all all three of y'all and uh like bird all three of (laughs) y'all and uh all three of y'all uh and just you know congratulations on everything that's coming y'all way that's deserved and that y'all work for and uh i'm here with you and whatever i can do you know, whatever I can use my talents and my connections, I got y'all. And so, but just thank y'all for this time. And this is the first three person guest set up. Hey. So thank y'all for that too. So, thank you know, you. we yes. figured it out. It works. Yes, you know? yes sir. <laughs> but uh, until we next really time. appreciate it. Nah, really nah, appreciate nah. It. It's, so it's, grateful. Nah, I, look, hey. you know, we, we started a little bit late because, you know, the middle child, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to say no name. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, letting us down. Right. Damn. Nah. I, uh, but nah, I appreciate y'all, though. Then, uh, I, 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 we got to do this. Uh, we got to do this oh, again. Definitely. We got to keep hey, this. We got more to share. Going. Different yeah. entities, for different, for different sure. goals. Yeah. And Shabir so. might have a podcast coming soon. I don't know. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, we'll see. Yeah. Hey, you know, B3 podcast. Let's go ahead and do it. You know, make it happen. But nah, I appreciate y'all and uh, love. Much love to y'all. Thank Thank you. Blessings. Blessings.